Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Bliss Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz Podcast 381 in the house. Oscar Lopez with uh, Mark Simone, a.k.a. Backseat Coach. And we have a great show today. We are previewing the WNFC Conference Finals that are coming up here July 15th through the 17th, both in Atlanta and Salt Lake City. So we have a big show today. We're going to have uh, Regina Jackson of the Mississippi Panthers in a couple minutes here in the Monkey Night Fight Huddle. We're also going to have the Alabama Fire in the house with Blair Clark, uh, Mary Woodward, uh, and also Rashida Young and Kelly Smith. On top of that, we are going to have the Las Vegas Silver Stars in the house with Coach Dion Lee and Kerry Walters in the second hour, including La Muerte de las Cruces, QB Tori Tagaloa, and Coach Billy Avalos to kind of break down what we're going to be watching this weekend, July 15th through the 17th. It's going to be on Vire Networks as well at WNFCFootball.com. Get all the details right there, WNFCfootball.com. Uh, we'll link it up as well on our Twitter at Gridiron Beauty, and we're also uh, at, the, at the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. You can also get all the international news in Finland, Maple League Division One, uh, Maple League Top League as well, all the results right there at the hub. So if you missed it out, you can go right there, international news as well, including the Monterey Elite League in Monterey. So let's bring in... Backseat coach uh, Mark Simona here, and we're going to just talk Women's Football Alliance Conference Finals that happened this weekend. Uh, Mark, not surprised that uh, – I don't think anybody was surprised that Nevada won out, but uh, kind of surprising that Houston didn't have, you know, as easy of a time as they had during the season. But, you know, Nevada has proven that if they take time and, run, you know, kind of kill the clock, it really limits your capability offensively, and their defense did a pretty good job against the energy. Well, you know, the energy had a you know, very good season. Um, you know, they got a step closer to their goal of reaching the championship um, uh, earlier the last year, and I'm sorry, in 2019, rather. You know, they, they bowed out after a loss to the Mile High Blaze. They turned the tables on them this year, got to face the Nevada Storm, and kept it close, you know, the storm play, you know, ball control game. And, um, you know, that's, that's what they had to do to, to win that game. Uh, and uh, it's great to see, you know, really, really um, well-earned victory. Um, and, you know, certainly a hard loss to take one score. Uh, but, man, what a great game. And it was a really awesome to see on CS, uh, CSTV now, uh, courtesy of Nevada Stormer Well, So thanks to everybody there that uh, provided the live stream. And it was on, on For the Fans as well. So you can check it out on For the Fans Network the, on the Women's uh, Football Alliance. Um, so, Mark, I think Houston did have an opportunity there to win the game in some instances, but they made some mistakes as well, uh, offensively as well, and then, they sort of, after uh, Nevada got a little comfortable with the fact that their defense was really up to the par, uh, it kind of took away some of that steam that uh, Houston was kind of building towards, I believe, the halftime. And then after that, it was sort of ball control. And, 
and Nevada uh, returns to Canton as three champions, not defending Division Two, but Division Three champions. So uh, it's a historic time for them as a program because this is a, another uh, element that we have not seen, and it would be a first in the WFA if they do, uh, you know, somehow get past the Detroit Dark Angels. Yeah, I mean, what a great season for for the Storm um, to uh, be stepping up into Division Two and facing, you know, tougher competition, certainly in the playoffs, um, and just continue to win games. They're they're just doing, you know, they're just doing what they do best, and they keep winning games. So um, that's fantastic. I mean, I think this is what we were all kind of you know, looking forward to, looking to see if the Storm um, could have that chance to to win the Division Two crown after winning the Division Three crown in the previous season. And we get to see that. Yeah, and it was, it was a pretty exciting game. So you get the replay right there, cstvnow.com. Go to the hub. You get the link right there. Um, also get to watch that. Uh, Mark, nobody's surprised that Boston – beat Tampa, but are we surprised that Boston beat Tampa by that big of a number and only allowing a field goal? Well, I, I suppose it all depends on on who you ask, but I think to you know, most observers seeing that both of these teams are uh, were undefeated going in, um, both of these teams were uh, quite dominant in the games that they played during the regular season that you would expect to see uh, a closer game. Um, I think, you know, it just shows you how good Boston is. I mean, their defense is, is really good. Uh, you know, t- Tampa Bay can run the ball. They can score points. And uh, we just held them to a field goal. Um, that's, I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. And then just to turn it around, uh, the offense really was explosive, especially through the air. Uh, Allison Cahill threw eight touchdown passes. That's a personal high for her. And as it turns out, that's a record for a WFA conference championship game. Um, And (laughs) while that's going on, I mean, Shante Bonds still managed to roll up over 100 yards and a touchdown. So that will just tell you, you know, how dangerous their offense is. Now, Mark, we talked to Coach Green. Uh, we got a chance to talk to Candy Thompson and uh, Julia Turner. I really think they had never seen anything like this team, the anticipation to compete against this team. Uh, but, you know, I've been what, doing this for nine years. And I, I can tell you right now, um, you know, the Beantown team is just a different animal. And I know everybody, you know, say, oh, we're, we're just going to compete, we're going to compete, and we're going to do this. But it just seems like nobody's at that level. I mean, the only thing that we're waiting for is what, Boston versus Texas Elite or versus the Utah Falcons now. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can certainly hypothesize about the outcomes of those matchups. And, um, but uh, – I mean, I think you're right to say that, you know, uh, the outcome of this game does in no way indicate uh, that Tampa Bay is not a strong team. They are a strong team. And, you know, 
from listening to the interview that you had, uh, you know, Coach Green, what he said, like, I, I know that that team is, is solid and that they're going to continue getting better, that the, their trajectory is upward. Um, and, uh, but you're right. I, I think Boston is just kind of on a different level. Um, you know, they've had, I mean, they're trying to go for a three-peat. Uh, so the last, you know, last two seasons, they've, they've built capacity. And they've brought the, you know, every season bringing their rookies into the fold and uh, getting them up to speed. I mean, this team actually has quite a few rookies on it, and they're all playing, and they're all performing at a high level. And I, that's a testament to the, uh, the organization and the coaching staff and the other players uh, on that team. Just a remarkable effort all around. I will see. I, I know the Inferno is going to be back. Um, I, I know that you know they they have the drive. This is a, like you said, a lesson in time, because they are they're going to take this film and really dissect it. Um, I, I really think Boston took it to the point where they just controlled everything. Uh, when when you take away Shaw and you had to put in a backup quarterback to try to remedy the situation in the game, uh, I really think at that point your game plan literally just wasn't enough. And then the fact that you were only allowed a field goal, my God, that just uh, right in itself is just a, the door shut, right? You just shut the door on. Um, and so, I mean, they're, they're, they're talented for sure, but they did, they did cut down on uh, Thompson's capabilities and opportunities, Turner's capabilities and opportunities, and they eventually, uh, you know, Kim Shaw was not a factor. And so you, you know, basically slash all those and, Boston really wins, so 63-3 to was the uh, the outcome. You can watch it on the Boston Renegades Facebook page on replay, so it was really cool. Uh, Detroit, no question here. We thought it was going to be a bigger game. We thought maybe Jax was going to have an, an impact against the, the Angels. Uh, unfortunately, the Angels probably hurt us. Uh, they uh, want to go back to the national championship, and they get their, they earn their back to the national championship. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a tough break for Jacksonville, uh, but I have to say, I'm glad to finally see a, a statement game um, from Detroit. Uh, like this season has been pretty tough for them. Uh, they've been kind of uneven with their performances, um, but this, you know, this this is how you want to go into a championship game, coming off a big statement game. Um, 59 nothing over Jacksonville. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know uh, if we have anything to do at all with their motivation, um, but they certainly got the job done. And I can tell you right now, this is going to be an epic final. If you thought St. Louis-Detroit was good, this is Nevada-Detroit. And Detroit knows that Nevada is coming red hot, and they're – this is their moment to make even WFA history, Mark. So <laughs> add on that, where Detroit doesn't want to be that team where they lost to St. Louis, and they don't want to be the team that loses to the red-hot Nevada Storm. Right. You know, um, when St. Louis, you know, they have their, uh, had their third um, uh, title, um, which they got against the Dark Angels. So, you know, if you're the Dark Angels, you, you know, you don't want to give up another sort of record, uh, record-breaking record performance to, 
to the other guys, you know. Um, and but you know, I, Detroit just might match up pretty well with Nevada. Um, you know, I, I think we're you know I'm giving Nevada a slight edge, um, but I'm incur I'm certainly encouraged by uh, uh, the Dark Angels' strong performance against Jacksonville going into this matchup. And we'll break it down next week. 382 Big Women's Football Alliance Finals breakdown. We'll break every every uh, matchup down more thoroughly, uh, and we will we'll dissect that as well. Um, Mark Minnesota against Cali. Um, I, I don't think anybody knew, nobody I don't think anticipated that Cali was going to just lay down, but um, you know Wiggins and company they showed up, and it was 33-22. Uh, this is probably Minnesota's biggest test of the season, and they stood up as well defensively. But, uh, you know, Cali came to play, and they showed it. Yeah, this was, a, you know, actually a really uh, great game for Cali War. Um, you know, sort of like De- in the same way Detroit had kind of an up-and-down season a little bit, the Cali War also kind of um, had a rocky season, uh, but they – you know, in the playoffs, uh, put up a very strong performance. That's a team that's got a lot of rookies on it. Um, and, you know, as we know, the Vixen uh, have been a powerhouse, uh, rolling up big numbers on offense uh, and having a stout defense. So, um, you know, but this ended up being a very uh, close game. It was a contested game. It, it was a gimme by no... Uh, in no sense or no way. Um, really great war by the, um, job by the Cali War. It was a really exciting matchup. Uh, having Wiggins back really, uh, I think, infused their offense and really made it competitive against the Vixen. Vixen, the biggest test for the Vixen will be the Renegades. And uh, if you uh, talk to Tampa Bay and everybody else that's faced them, it will be a challenge. And I know Jody Redlander and company, they're already looking at film right now, Mark. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to stop the uh, Aaron Redwood and and her bunch. Uh, no, yeah, no doubt. I mean, every everybody's preparing for this game, <laughs> uh, starting like probably minutes after after uh, Saturday night's victories, right? Or on to the next, uplo- uploading the film so the players can start reviewing it the next day. So. Um, I, and I think that's going to be um, uh, a really fun matchup. Uh, Minnesota will, I think, certainly be the strongest test for Boston this year as well. So um, looking forward to that one. Well, we were not surprised. We mentioned it last week on the podcast and the week before. We said uh, the New York knockout schedule was probably one of the, one of the softer schedules, not big tested. Well, Derby was tested, and Derby showed that they wanted to go to Canton. They did the job. Uh, New York had a pretty good, great season, something to build on for 2022. But uh, Derby moves on, and they will go into the national finals against Arizona, who took care of Iowa. Unfortunately, all the issues in um, Arizona with the lightning and everything else, the WFA had to call the game. But uh, Arizona is deserving to be in Canton as well. Yeah, it's it's tough when games, uh, you know, don't go – you know, to full regulation. And so that happened out in Arizona, um, and they only end up playing um, a full half 
Uh, they didn't even start the third quarter. So, uh, I mean, you never want to see that. I know lots of efforts were made to um, try and finish uh, that game or, or at least continue playing that game, but it just didn't happen. Um, so uh, the outcasts move on. And from what I understand, also the dynamite knockout game uh, was called by the refs before the end of regulation as well, although it sounds to me like uh, the game was, was closer to completion uh, than the game out in Arizona. Um, regardless, uh, uh, the, the games are in the books, and we have our uh, two contestants for the Division Three crown. I think the Division Three matchup, Mark, is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Derby likes to play uh, sort of a high-powered offense, Arizona high-powered. I, I really think it's going to be the defenses that are going to kind of dictate that to limit the offenses, but it's a great matchup. Derby looking for their first real spotlight. Arizona reborn from their uh, uh, Phoenix Phantoms days. So two infused new franchises in the Division Three realm, which is always what we get. It's kind of, uh, kind of a variety-type mentality in D3, which is interesting to watch every year. So Derby uh, versus Arizona is going to be very, uh, very good game to watch. Agreed, agreed. I, I think we have a very nice slate of matchups for WFA National Championship weekend. All right, guys. Um, if you guys want to go get tickets, you guys can go to the WFAProFootball.com site, get all the details there. You go to the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Square Iron Beauties. They will have the, all the information there for the weekend details, uh, post-game after party as well on the 24th. Uh, you're going to have uh, – the events, I believe there's a flag football event on the 23rd. There is uh, this Zenith uh, All-American game on the 24th, the awards night, uh, and also uh, everything that will be the weekend. So check out WFAProFootball.com. Get your tickets now. Tickets are uh, adults about $20 for a one-day pass, $35 for a two-day pass, and then there's uh, youth $7 to $8, $10 on the, on the one-day pass and $15 on two-day pass. So very inexpensive and you can have a great time at the national championship. So, Mark, I know you got to bail, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, giving us the lowdown and the recapping the Women's Football Alliance Conference Finals. Uh, and we're looking forward to next week when we chat about the actual finals as we uh, dissect the matchups even closer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Oscar. You have a good night. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. And you guys can follow Mark at um, at on Twitter at Backseat Coach on Facebook at Backseat Coach and at IG at Backseat Coach. So thanks, Mark. Have a great night. Good night. All right, guys. Uh, that was Mark Simone coming in here to give us the lowdown on the Women's Football Alliance uh, Conference Finals that happened this weekend. And uh, what an event. If you missed it at all, you can go and get the replays, watch the games once again, all at the hub at facebook.com for slash gridironbeauties. We are going to go into the Monkey 95 huddle, and we're going to be having the talented Regina Jackson of the Mississippi Lady Panthers here in a minute. It is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. The worst! It's been great! 
from our preparation, the way we perform, to the way we shine, expect great. Expect it from yourself, expect it from your teammates, expect it from this team. We fall, we kill, we eat. Yes, sir. Hey, energy, emotion, play fast, play for each other. That's it. Let's go get it. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, Regina Jackson, Mississippi Lady Panthers in the house. Regina, how you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? How are we good? I hope that hypes you up. It's a hype-up huddle here. we got to get ready, <laughs> getting ready for the, the big dogs, the Texas Elite Spartans. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready, but I don't get hyped like that. I'm, I'm kind of chill. You're a chill, not a hype? Oh, oh my. What is your huddle like? Is it, is it as anticipated as this, or is it low-key? Well, uh, everybody else around me is kind of, you know, pumped up and stuff like that. I'm I'm really chill and relaxed, so you'll probably see everybody else around me jumping around and stuff, and I'm just, you know, kind of focused. <laughs> All right, Regina, it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, we were getting a lot of requests to have you on, um, and uh, your play on the field speaks for itself. And what a run. What happened between week two – through week eight in Mississippi? I think we had a lot of uh, one-on-ones in the mirror with uh, everybody. I think everybody kind of checked themselves, and we kind of revamped and came together a lot stronger after uh, the layoff. So. Regina, it wasn't, the IG, sure. it wasn't the IG preview before the season that you guys were going to be here in the, in the playoffs? Because it, like, it was looking like, oh, my <laughs> God, they might not make it happen after all that talk. Yeah, um, honestly, I never really wanted to do the verses in, in the first place. I'm kind of not a smack, like a, a smack talking <laughs> person. I just kind of do my thing. <laughs> uh, but You're yeah, not an OJ um, Jenkins, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. I don't want her to get mad at me for saying that. But, <laughs> but you guys did great, Regina. What what changed uh, week two? You guys, and then you get a, you guys get some bye weeks, right? and you guys are watching everybody else sort of evolve. And so you guys really decided at this point, it's like either, you know, as a team, it's like, you know, you have to run the table to get into the dance. And we were anticipating, okay, they're probably going to stumble, you know, but like mm-hmm. you guys revitalize yourself. How did that happen in terms of offense and in terms of defense? Um, the defense had always been there. Uh, the offense kind of lagged behind, um, and I think we did just like a total revamp with that. I think uh, the coaches came together and um, definitely came to their senses, and we kind of changed a lot of stuff uh, around to where it made, you know, basically it worked to our strengths rather than our weaknesses. So that's kind of what happened uh, during the off the off period. Now, uh, Regina, uh, everybody in that Eastern Conference was really getting traction. Atlanta uh, really was working for it. Philly, uh, Washington Prodigy. I mean, everybody in that in that Eastern Conference was really grinding to try to get to this point where you guys are at right now. But what an impressive, uh, you know, changeover for you guys in trying to make it make it you know more valuable to get to this stage. And then your play on the field. Speak to your play. The the playbook was really designed for your capabilities and your elusiveness. And I think we saw that almost every week up to week eight. 
Um, yeah, one of our coaches I'm really um, really close with, we kind of play alike. So when um, he came in, because the first season we ever played, we, got, we, we played five wide already. So we kind of knew what we were coming coming with uh, if we were to go five wide. Um, I always say that, you know, <clears throat> I just do everything hard as I can in the off season, And, you know, I just kind of let my body just kind of do what it does. And uh, I've just been studying a lot um, over the past two years um, to make my play a lot better. And, shoot, my team has come through. Now, uh, Regina, the last game of the season was a really, for us fans, media, and for the WNFC excitement, you guys, game of the season, very vital and important because it literally set the tone for where you're going, where you're at this weekend against uh, the Texas Elite Spartans. So can you speak to us against uh, what happened against Alabama? Um, I think uh, the Alabama game was probably the first game I ever uh, actually showed some emotion. I was a little upset about a few things. Um, I don't really like to be mad. Like I said, I like to stay calm as possible. But when I do get mad, it's not really something I can I can stop. I kind of go into another place <laughs> whenever I'm upset. So um, it just made me want it more uh, when a few things happened on the field. Um, and I had to do it for English Bennett for sure. Um, my my running back, I was really kind of I was really hurt by her injury. So. It just kind of sparked some more um, fight in, into me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can speak for my team whenever uh, I say that. I think a lot of them felt the same. Now, Regina, this is a kind of a, a huge moment for your team in general. New league, uh, first time in. Uh, this is this is competitive as it's going to get. Um, based on the mm-hmm. rankings throughout the season, I mean, you guys were right there in that top ten pack, and then edged yourselves in within you know, week three, all the week eight. Um, but, you know, as a team, I think they, the, the team really offensively runs with your ability. So if Texas shuts you down, is there anybody else on that offense that can step up? Um, honestly, it's it's really not me. Um, I, I, I take what I'm given, uh, but I do have a lot of athletic pieces around me. Um, they may be laying dormant at the moment, but we, we do have capabilities um, in every position to do what I do at quarterback. And I've said that from, from the beginning of us being in this league, that I really do trust my teammates. I just need them to trust in themselves. Regina, tell everybody a little background about your sporting background, your athletic background before football, before tackle football. What, what, it, what, it, you know, what do you normally do or what did you do before uh, tackle football even became something for you. Oh, I'm a I'm a shooter. Uh, I played basketball pretty much all, my entire life. Um, one and two guards, so um, it kind of translates with being at the quarterback position. Well, um, just seeing the field and and passing and stuff like that. So it's kind of kind of plays into what I used to do already. Um, I am a Hall of Fame uh, basketball player as well. Um, I I enjoy basketball more than anything. I thought that was just probably my ultimate love for sport, but I think I found a love for football more than I did with basketball. So we're not going to see you in the WNBA after your WNFC career. That might happen. <laughs> they told me I'm too short, man. But I told them dynamite comes small packages. <laughs> Regina was too small. Oh my God! I'm too There's small, man. But Webb is too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little small, so. 
That really, that's what they tell us. Oh my God, I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that, oh yeah. <laughs> so wrong. We're talking about scouts here, right? These scouts. God. Yeah, seriously, I'm, I was too short. You know, they they want those you know longer uh, women basketball players. And I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree because I mean you can't really teach height. But um, I just feel like I'm one of those people that I have a mentality that nobody can teach nor take away from me. No, right. I just I'm, I mean you can become a big perimeter person and just completely you know revitalize the three point shot in the WNBA. Maybe that would help the market. I agree. <laughs> they lose out. They're lose out. That's my opinion. They'll lose out. But uh, you know, <laughs> your 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 basketball skills really do translate onto the football field, like you said, because of your leadership and your capabilities that you got, and having that vision for that. Um, offensively, you know, your line has kept you upright almost all year. So who do we credit here? The middle line, the offensive guards, key guys. Are you, uh, as I say, donating some Snickers to? I mean, honestly, um, they really revamped the line completely. Uh, we ended up getting a little extra additional help uh, in that area after uh, our first two games, and uh, he completely changed uh, the way that the offense, the offensive line saw it and, you know, their assignments and everything like that. It was, you know, they didn't understand at first, but now they do. Um, so I really credit Anthony Dunn for the change in the line. And as far as uh, the dogs that I have on my line – I would literally have to say all of them. I mean, they, they really care about me not getting touched, and it shows. So I really appreciate each and every one of them for that. And shout well, I'm going to tell you right now that, that powder over. blue uniform doesn't look very good, you know, in dirt mode. So it's nice to have oh my God. untouchable, <laughs> right? <laughs> I swear. I swear. Well, we got pretty dirty in, in, in Florida. I messed up my favorite cleats. I was pretty upset, actually. Oh, my God. Uh, but you know yeah. what? Uh, the WFC fans have really been excited to watch you on the field create the excitement week to week. Uh, we were literally watching. Uh, I was I was saying to the on the podcast here, like it's almost like we're watching Michael Vick one more time because you were playing that good and you were you know being elusive about it and everything else and your arm strength and everything. So, I mean, uh, if you're a Lady Panthers fan right now, you're you're going very confident the fact that Regina Jackson's going to try to take down the big dogs in Dallas. Oh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely in the back of our minds. But, I mean, the only thing that I really want my team to focus on is really just coming out and playing our game. Um, if we go out and play our game, um, we're going to, you know, give the Texas Elite Spartans, you know, a game. I mean, that's what we want in the league anyway. You know, win, lose, or draw, as long as you leave it out on the field, that's that's all you can ever ask for from anybody. Regina, you're going up against a somewhat, I would say, a, a, a Hall of Famer, world, world-class QB in Bushman, and she's mm-hmm. got a really good repertoire in terms of a, run, a couple running backs, and you got yes. uh, probably one of the most electrifying wide receivers in the league, which is Landry. So offensively, they yeah. do look scary, right? Uh, I don't think anybody looks scary. Um, I, I don't I don't go into anything uh, trying to face defeat or to think negatively that my team can't get it done. If they believe, they can do what they want. Do you think they they're capable of uh, you know? I mean, they've run the table for so long here in the, in twenty twenty nineteen being the inaugural champs. 
Um, but you guys, I mean, you guys match up well. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like they have their weapons. You yeah. guys have their your weapons. So you're no stranger to them on film is my point. No. I mean, uh, there's there's really not more you can ask for. If you want to you wanna be in the category of the best, you have to play the best. And you're going up against OJ. I, I don't know if you know that, but OJ's <laughs> going to throw the kitchen sink at Regina Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love OJ. Um, I love what she's doing in the league. I've always, you know, um, anytime I've done any podcasts or, or any interviews, I've always put her um, on a pedestal because she's really uh, changing the way that people look at women's football. And uh, that's that's really the goal here. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how your, uh, you know, elusiveness is contained by the Texas Elite Spartans. And then we're going to get to see your, uh, you know, your growl defense if I want to name it now, your Panthers growl defense, yeah. uh, try to contain gotcha. Green, you know, Jarborough and, and Bushman and Landry as well. So it's going to be a very yeah. competitive matchup. And I know you guys are coming in here, like you said, we're not, you're not just showing up to show up. You're showing up to take, take the game. Yes, yes, yes. We are definitely showing up to play. Um, I mean, we're, we're definitely not going to accept anything less than our, our best and give our best. So uh, we're going to come prepared, and, and whatever the outcome may be, it's just what it will be. I, pro- now, I, I have... personally believe everything happens for a reason. So uh, we're here because this is where we're supposed to be. And I think that, that the run between week three and week eight really sets the tone for how your team has arrived here and how your team, like you said, is ready uh, for that fight on July 15th, July 15th. And so it's going to be interesting to see how everybody matches up in Atlanta. But overall, you guys have arrived, deservingly uh, arrived here against the champions. And it's going to be a really awesome, awesome time. Um, let's talk about bigger player on the field. Um, uh, can you give me your perspective of the, of the 2021 WNFC season as a whole, you know, in terms of Vire, Vire Network, the marketing, the you know the the buzz yeah. and everything else. Yeah, like I said um, earlier, OJ is doing a, a, a impeccable job of uh, getting the brand out there. Um, she from uh, from day one, her and her and Cam, which is our GM, uh, really hit it off because he's very business minded and so is she. Um, so I think that was one of the reasons why we um, we got asked to be in the league in the first place because of his marketing and his branding. Um, so we understand uh, what she's trying to do here, and it's it's much appreciated for sure. Regina, uh, you only had one pro team or two pro teams in the history of the uh, the, the whole state. Uh, so I'm thinking right now, you guys are the pro team in that state. So if if you guys are treating yourselves that way, I mean, at some point, besides college atmosphere, uh, the Lady Panthers should be the pro team in that state, right? Yes, sir. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'd like to see that. I think I was telling one of my teammates that earlier this week that, you know, if we can take the best around this area and make it um, a powerhouse, then, you know, we'd be doing something instead of separating the teams. Um, so that's probably something to look forward to um, in the near future as well. I think the combination of the really understanding how to make an impact in terms of women's sports, given the fact that we struggle so much to get visibility, if to your yes. point, 
if you start making conversations in state where you take the best players that are obviously playing on other teams, and we're not going to take away other teams' rights to play, but you know when you exactly. want to compete at a higher level, you got to bring in you know the A players onto a roster to really make an impact as a, as an organization, and also you know elevate yourselves within a league to get a visibility. So I, I really applaud you for even reaching out to everybody else and kind of being a marketing person, saying, hey, we we really we need the best in the state to show up here because we got to we got to show up a, a higher quality of football so people actually will pay attention. Right. All right. Let's represent um, one state, you know, with, with all the people in that state. You know, it's um, it's more so uh, just a way to get numbers, you know, because, I mean, usually majority of the teams struggle with numbers, you know, and with injuries and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, it's always next man up or next woman up. Um, after that, so having these teams just you know separate like that with with you know twenty here or twenty five here, I mean to me that's pointless. You might as well put it all together mm-hmm. and, and get the best out of what you have. And I would think Regina, if you're talking to everybody else, don't you think they'd be enticed by the fact that Riddell and Adidas are now backing you up, and that you're getting a lot exactly. more incentives for the WNFC and the visibility yeah. of the exposure. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a For pretty sure. good sales guy, but I'm pretty sure you're a better a better salesperson than me. That's huge. I mean, they've always back. I mean, Rydell has always been a big name in football already, and uh, Adidas is definitely making its way um, to the table as well. I mean, our uniforms are amazing, um, and I mean, we appreciate it. I, I completely appreciate it. Um, just coming into a league and and they're showing you know effort into making this really professional. So. And you know, based on professionalism, that uh, we have to have a, qual- a top quality in order for you know for advertisers or even sponsors to really dive into you and really want to you know showcase right. your your branding and stuff. So it's really about marketing. And once players get it, I think that's the understanding, uh, especially on a women's tackle football. Especially like yourself, like you said, if you don't if you don't have a roster of forty or fifty, then what are we playing for? Because once you get a roster of exactly. forty or fifty, now it's real. You know, it's we're talking yes. college football like we're talking NFL. So I think every, once everybody gets to that uh, understanding, I think everybody's going to understand why, you know, uh, women's tackle football suffers for so long because we're such a, a puzzle, a broken puzzle, that we need to come mm-hmm. together as a as a full puzzle. And I really think that's going to be, uh, you know, the difference. Um, so tell us, uh, tell your Mississippi Panther fans uh, what's going <laughs> to be expected this weekend as you take on the uh, 2019 Nine Cup champs? Um, you can expect the Panthers to, to come out ready to play. Uh, we have absolutely nothing to lose. And I don't know if uh, if the people out here listening have ever played sports, but when you have nothing to lose, <laughs> that's a different kind of play. So um, there's there's really no pressure when it come, when you come into a situation like this. Of course we want to win. Of course we want to, you know, be the last last group standing, but um that's just that's just how I feel about the situation. Like there's no pressure or anything. I'm just going to come out there and play my game and I hope my teammates come out and do the same thing as well. It's going to be a great game, uh, Regina. It's going to be you against Bushman. Uh very talented uh both quarterbacks. Uh I think all WNFC fans, all of us in the media uh are expecting a really good hard-fought, uh, offensive-minded game. 
including some tough defense. But um, it's going to be awesome to see and to watch you perform once again one more week in the 2021 season. Um, since I'm not going to have you pick the winner in your game because I already know what's in your head, um, <laughs> what are we looking at on the other side uh, in terms of the other uh, the other matchup? We got Alabama against Kansas City, and you yeah. got Matty Roses, very young quarterback, also. Uh, and they got Rashida oh, yeah. Young and you know Kelly Smith and everybody out there. And Alabama, you know what they're all about. Uh, they they also yes. you know don't want to stumble to a you know Kansas City got nothing to lose either. So yeah, um, with that matchup right there, I, I mean I easily would have to go with Alabama Fire just because I've I've felt the the wrath of Alabama Fire twice. Um, my ribs kind of still feel it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, Alabama Fire plays very tough. Um, they they play very hard nose hard nose defense. Um, I, I mean, I know as a quarterback, they gave me uh, they gave me fits, and you know, I can take a lick. But when I tell you those licks that they deliver are pretty 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 tough, you got to be a tough cookie to to withstand those. So I'm definitely pulling for uh, for Alabama Fire, and, and I mean they're closer to me anyway. So I always kind of go with whoever's around me. All right, so Regina, we're going to be just hypothetical here. You get you take down Dallas, and then uh-huh. Alabama take down Kansas City. We get another yeah. rematch. Talk about say like, I got a saucy moment, right? So we'll see. We'll see oh, if that's man. a prediction for us because we media just go all over the top, right? <laughs> we have no reality yeah. of things. We just try to like, oh, if this, if this happens, we're oh yes. And so we're at that stage right now this week where we're hyped up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be a beautiful thing, though. I would, I would really enjoy that, uh, that matchup for sure. All right, so I'm going to tell you right now, we're all excited for this weekend, and uh, we are. Uh, I wanted to bring you on because we had a lot of fan requests to bring you on, uh, just to interview you and, and get some insights from you. And this has been a very uh, an honor for me to kind of you know chat with you about your Lady Panthers and what a run this is going to be something in the books, you know, for a couple seasons to come. And we'll look back and go the 2021 Lady Panthers from week three to week eight. What a turnaround. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on you this weekend, July 15th. Uh, Hopefully you'll stay upright against this uh, Dallas defense that you are already scoping and analyzing already. So um, don't take a – you ain't got to worry oh, about I'm that. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that these they, they come to play. And, and, I mean, I know you're tough, but you know how you know how it goes in some games. And uh, But they, oh, yeah. this is a class of good, two good teams, as you pointed out. Your squad's really good. Uh, they've proven it over, you know, the six weeks. And so uh, now you guys are at that another level. And this is going to be the test of tests because it's like anything else in this league, right? Everybody wants to take down number one and number two. And, and this is an opportunity yeah. to take down number one. It is, it is, it is. All right. So, Regina, yeah, thank you for making the time. That's all I got to say. All right. I'm I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that you're going to have a, a great performance, and uh, we are anticipating a great clash. And the, the results we will watch, of course, on Vire Networks on WNFCFootball.com. And so, uh, man, I, I'm giddy right now. I, I'm all excited. I, I got my lemonade <laughs> already right here next to me, so – I mean, I can't wait. Can't wait to see you on the field. Uh, and don't forget to follow her 
And what's your handle on IG? I believe it's RJ underscore Savage 3, right? That's correct. That's me. All right. I don't know what the savage means. Oh, I'm just kidding. You watch her on the field, you'll know. <laughs> All right, Regina, thank you for making the time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, safe travels and to uh, Atlanta. We look forward to watching you on the Vire Network and at WNFCFootball.com. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. That was the talented Regina Jackson of the uh, Mississippi Lady Panthers. What a run uh, for this club from week three to week eight. They literally took care of business. I mean, they literally took care of business. And the uh, WNFC ranking committee really rewarded them. And and, uh, what a reward. It is the Texas Elite Spartans. Um, And so they are going to be facing the nine-cup defending champs. And uh, what a big test. Uh, Bushman, Landry, uh, Green, uh, Yarborough, everybody and company out there. What a matchup this is going to be against uh, Regina Jackson and her Lady Panthers. And it's going to be an exciting, exciting time for them to come up and just take care of business. And that's going to be awesome to see in terms of uh, who's going to get out of um, Atlanta with the next stage to go to Denton, Texas, and for the Nine Cup Final Championship. So we're going to go into the second Monkey Knife Fight huddle, and we're going to be having uh, the Alabama Fire in the house right now as we're going to be talking to them about the matchup that they're going to go up against, the Kansas City Glory, right here in the playoffs. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. The worst. Expect greatness. Expect greatness. From our preparation, to the way we perform, to the way we shine, expect greatness. Expect it from yourself. Expect it from your teammates. Expect it from this team. We fall, we kill, we eat. Yes, sir. Hey, energy, emotion, play fast, wait for each other, that's it, let's go get it, here we go, one, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 seven, I'm doing great. How's your day going? Pretty good so far. It's pretty good so far? How's this weekend going to go? Yeah, pretty good. Oh, it's going to go great. I hope it's not too hot, but I'm used to it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, just talk to uh, Regina Jackson. She's excited to go up against the Texas Elite Spartans, and you guys get the Kansas City glory. Are you there, Blair? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I'm here. So I'm saying you guys are up against Kansas City this weekend. Are you guys excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, they, they're, they're a sound team, so it's going to be a great matchup. Now, uh, Blair, you're on the offensive line, um, and you're you know pretty important to the whole scheme of things. 
Uh, you guys are, mm-hmm. uh, had a tough loss in the last game in week eight. So uh, how are you guys coping with that or just you know, erasing that and just getting ready for Kansas City now? Yeah, that that game is behind us completely. Um, we're looking to move forward. Um, just we've been practicing, so just going to implement everything that, that we, we've done all the way up until week eight plus, you know, everything that that's new possibly. Um, so, yeah, that last game against Mississippi, that's, that's over and done with. We're looking forward to this first round of the playoffs. And you are, have played almost, I think, 10 seasons, right, if I'm correct, from your bio? Yeah, this is my 10th in... season. Yeah, this is my 10th season. Now, you played for in Atlanta, for the Phoenix, kind of historic franchise in women's tackle football, and you've obviously mm-hmm. made a name for yourself there. And what made mm-hmm. you change and walk over and say, I want to go part of the Alabama fire here? Um, well, initially it was just going into my 10th season. I was losing my spark for playing. I was, I was on the verge of retirement. Um, I had some, some friends who went over to Alabama previous year or two, and I just decided to give it a try. Um, the first practice that I went to, they, they welcomed me with open arms. It was all love from the players to the coaching staff. So it was an easy decision for me. Um, it was something new, which I always embrace new things. So it was all love. Shout out to the coaching staff, Coach Lane, Coach Tim, and, and Coach Ryan. And it was just a great group of women um, and, and killer athletes. So it was an easy choice. Now, Blair, you, you've seen the sport evolve uh, in a long time, WFA, IWFL. Now we are the mm-hmm. WNFC. So, you know, we're, you know, are you in awe at the fact that we're now kind of internationally streamed on Vire Network and we got more attention? we got major uh-huh. sponsors like Adele and Adidas. I mean, what you, you've seen, you've been here 10 years, so you've seen a lot of things change in this sport. Yeah. I'm not in awe per se. Um, anything that that sticks around for a certain amount of time and you really put put time and energy to it is is just bound to grow. Um, from the WSA to the WNFC, yeah, I've seen a lot of changes. And and the next ten years, I won't be playing, but it'll be it'll be greater than what it is now. So, you know, hopefully we're paving the way, or I've paved the way for little girls that that want to play football one day. On the big stream, on the big stage. Are you on the sidelines, Blair? Is your plan to be on the sidelines? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. So you're still on pondering whether that's the case or not. Okay, no problem. Um, let's talk to. Uh, I think we also have on the line. We should have Rashida Young on the line here, the uh, talented yeah. wide receiver and DB. And uh, so Rashida. Um, I don't know about you, but we're all excited to watch you this weekend. I'm excited to be there. <laughs> I mean, we're we're looking forward to, you know, Alabama kicking some butt and moving on to the next round. That's really where we're at. And uh, and you got all the capabilities and the skills. Rookie of the year in 2019. Uh, I can hype you up here as much as I can. But overall, Atlanta will be the stage for you. Mercy, it will, it will, it will. I think it's going to be great. I think my whole team is going to win, man. 
Rashida, uh, what do you think? What do you think of the the matchup against Kansas City at this point? How do you guys think you match up against Kansas City? Um. Overall, I feel like um, it's going to be a good game. I feel like it's just going to come down to one who who wants it more. Okay, do you want it more, or do they want it more? Of course we oh, want it more. <laughs> I know you want it more. I, gotta, I, gotta, I get that feeling you maybe you want it more. I mean, I just, yeah. you know, no, 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 can't take nothing away from Kansas City, but we're just an overall well-grounded team. I mean, we can run the ball, we can pass it. So it's just going to be a matter of who show up and show out. And, of course, we're right, planning I know on doing that. I know everybody's been excited for you all season. Um, I mean, you've been spotlighted as a player of the week as well. So, um, I mean, do you feel like you're the face of this club, and do you you think you take that in good standing and good pride? And because a lot of a lot of teams now in the WNFC, we're starting to you know put faces to the to the team, and I think you're one of those faces to the fire team. Um, at the end of the day, we all wear the same uniform and say Alabama Fire on it, so. I can't say that I'm the face of the team or I am the team. We are a team. Well, I can tell you right now, 19, uh, you got some fans out there. That's all I'm telling you. It's <laughs> good, I guess. I mean, I'm humble, so I mean. Well, I'm mean, just saying, if, if if you got fans that wear 19, then you got to be somewhat excited. The fans in Alabama are going to be very excited to watch you on there. And we're we're going to – kind of get it to see you uh, perform out there and see where you're going to be able to do in Atlanta because it's a it's a big stage for you guys uh, on this stage as well. Uh, Kelly, we're here. Uh, you've been Rookie of the Year before. You understand what it's all about, All-American as well. Uh, you've played in high-level high professional rugby as well. So uh, playoffs, I, I guess you're not no stranger to this, but uh, how, do you, how do you think you match up against Kansas City? Uh, I think the matchup is gonna be it, it's gonna be entertaining. It's, it's, we're gonna give the people what they came for. Um, of course, they made it this far, so obviously they have some weapons and stuff. But uh, like Blair said, I think we just well around it. So you know, we're just gonna come out full force and and make them <laughs> make them try to stop it. But um, I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to um, to play. Now. Uh... Kelly, uh, the last uh, couple weeks of the season, you guys somewhat, uh, you know, got beat in that sense, as you can say. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different different mindset this weekend. And we know what you guys are capable of. All season you guys have been very durable and, and, and keeping it up. So it, it's a crucial mm-hmm. matchup for you guys here um, against Kansas City. If you get past Kansas City, as we media people always hype up, then we get Texas Elite or you're going to get – a rematch with the the Lady Panthers once again. So, uh, as fans, we're really excited. How about you guys? You guys excited? Oh, absolutely! Oh, we're definitely excited. Absolutely, definitely excited. I will say I mean, this yeah, though: I don't, uh, we got popcorn ready, uh, and we got lemonade already on over here. So I'm ready. You said you got what? I got lemonade and popcorn ready. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> uh, we 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 ready to do this to y'all. What I will say though is that the whole roster, like everybody has uh athletic background, like 
from uh, collegiate sports to, you know, professional or whatever. So um, I think everybody's just ready for this moment. You know, they know how to show up big time and big and big time games and stuff. So um, I think we're ready. All right. So you guys are going to have to get ready. I know you guys are all ready. Mary, are you ready? Mary, are you ready for this? Hi. Well, this is my rookie season, so honestly, every game has been a new experience, and yeah, I'm so excited for the playoffs. No, right, I can tell you, the other, the other three ladies are dragging you into this playoff mode, so whether you're ready or not, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a cold shower, so you're going to have to be ready. <laughs> yes. I, mean, oh, I have the best teammates. I've learned so much from all of them. They are always willing to help me with anything. So I am surrounded by a great group of women. Now, Mary, uh, you're ready. all about hits and trying to get trying to get Kansas City an offensive uh, problem. So um, we're expecting to see number 12 really uh, stand out on in Atlanta. Yes. Um, my, <laughs> my parents live in Pennsylvania. They're super excited to watch me. My brother has played football almost his whole life. So I think they're excited to see someone else playing this sport. So they're excited to cheer me on. <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome to see that your capabilities on there. So, uh, Kelly, what can you say about Mary? First rookie season here, you guys are dragging her into the playoffs. What can I say about me? Okay, listen, I know y'all seen the videos and stuff, but that's just like, that's just barely me. Mary be out there balling. I don't even know how else to explain it. Like she's like the, she's like a ninja. That's what I say. She a ninja because like on the outside, you know, she seem quiet, but on the inside, when we have time or in the huddle, Mary's about that oh, life. Okay, so you're saying she's not, she's not very, uh, uh not very quiet at all. <laughs> she's ready to go. Oh yeah, she, ready to she go. Why she put that helmet yeah, on? It's over with. Yeah. As soon as she when she suit up, it's it's over. <laughs> but that's easy, like legal, uh, lethal assassins. That's what the defensive minded players always do. They just kind of change into this exactly. Joker mentality. She has it. She has it. Defense is perfect for her. Perfect. Wow. Uh, Rashida, I don't want you to get hurt. There's a lot of fans that messaged me when I was going to do the interview today and says, can you make sure she doesn't get hurt? Because we really want to watch a full game. We don't want Rashida Young to get hurt. Uh, oh, man, hurt. I want to get hurt. I'm a dog, man. I lick my own wounds. So. All right. I'm going to message those people back, no worries. That's that's going to be the first two sentences, no worries. I'm groovy, baby. <laughs> So Kelly, uh, what do you what do you say about the season as a whole? You guys started off pretty well, and then middle the late late run there kind of got a couple losses. So what do you think of the season as a whole? If you're you know if you're going to recap the season at this point, uh, the season actually went really well uh, as far as uh, my opinion goes. Uh, we had a lot of new faces. And the fact that we clicked so fast, you know what I'm saying, so strong, like, that's, that's big. Because, you know, in sports, uh, team sports, the whole thing is, you know, hear people talk about all the time, like, chemistry, 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 all that stuff. So, um, 
Um, I think it went really well because, like, we had, like, outside of Mary, we had a few people this their first season ever playing or, you know, playing different positions and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy for I'm excited, you know what I'm saying, to keep playing. That's good to hear because uh, we need to, you know, we need to just get to that end of the season. And a lot of times, you know, injuries affect that. Uh, a lot of times the roster changes. You make changes throughout and then – something goes wrong, but you guys have been able to stay somewhat level-headed all through the season, and then now you're here in Atlanta. Um, Blair, you're used to this heat in Atlanta. Is everybody used to this heat on this team in Atlanta? Is it similar in Alabama in terms of the, you know, the, the type of environment? It's pretty similar in Alabama. Alabama is hot, just like Atlanta. Um, it's a different hot. But, you know, we, we've been preparing for it, um, staying hydrated, taking care of our bodies on the off days and stuff like that, um, whether it's cryotherapy or you know, getting a massage. So, I mean, we're used to it. We don't have anything to worry about. I'm not sure about Kansas City, though. Yeah, I know it's a different element when you get the, when you put the weather in, in aspects of football, not so much the matchups, mm-hmm. but sometimes the weather does affect you. Um, and, it, you know, some, mm-hmm. some players don't think of it in that aspect. Uh, but when you get to that certain city or certain atmosphere, yeah, sometimes, you know, there's exhaustion, there's, uh, you know, cramps, there's just a lot of stuff that could go wrong with right. you if you're not totally right. hydrated. So, mm-hmm. so there's an advantage in, in some instances when some players aren't doing that. Um, Kelly, you're going up against Maddie Roses, pretty young uh, athlete there, uh, go, going up against Taylor Hay, a pretty decent running back, long-time running back mm-hmm. from the WFA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so offensively, they have a pretty good, uh, you know, talented bunch. So uh, you expect uh-huh. anything uh, from them uh, in terms of, you know, something that you're going to confront with them? Uh, as far as their offense? Yeah, their offense. Or, or, or <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just going to see what, uh, what they bring out for our defensive team. Um, as far as me, you know, I just run behind Blair. <laughs> that's, that's my job. <laughs> so that's if where Blair goes, you're going, Kelly? I mean, she set the hole up for me, you know what I'm saying? My, listen, the O-line, they do their job very well. That's how I've been able to get, you know what I'm saying, all my yards and stuff. So shout out to the O-line. So if she's going to Subway, you're going to Subway and you're just following her? I mean, why not? Yeah. So, Blair, if you're going to Subway, she's heading out there. So, if you guys are going to Texas, that's the next stop. I guess uh, that's that's where Kelly's going with you, Blair. Of course. I mean, me. <laughs> it's been working all season, right? you seen the film? I've seen the yeah. film. That's correct. All right. Shout out to our whole offensive line. I mean, the quarterback, exactly. we, 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 just, we just, I mean, everyone clicks. Um, it didn't take long for everyone to click. Like, like um, Kelly said, we have we have a lot of new players, new faces, um, rookie season. Whether you came from another team or whatever, but everyone clicked uh, really quick. And um, O line, we alternate different positions depending on who we're playing. So this is very versatile all around the board. And mm-hmm. shout out to our well, quarterback; I'm... she's been getting it done. Oh yeah, she's been getting it done all year. It's it's really very impressive. Um, uh, Rashida, what do we expect on 
on this uh, against Kansas City? Are you uh, are we planning a different game plan, or is it going to be just the same as we've done all season? Just stay on course and get that W. Mm, expect the unexpected. Anyway, it go. We're gonna walk away with that dub. <laughs> Walking away with the dub is that what she said? We're gonna walk away with it. All right, the and fire is gonna bring home. fire on uh, July fifteenth in Atlanta as you guys are going up against Kansas City. Kansas City really looking to, nothing to lose for them, right? Is it? Uh, do you guys take any pressure on this? Like they got nothing to lose coming in here. Is it? Are you guys putting any more pressure on yourselves? No. You got nothing to lose? No. No. I mean, it, it, at, at, at practice all last week, I coached, we just going to come out and play Alabama ball. That's it. No no unnecessary pressure added. And it's going to be great to see you guys uh, on Wire on Network on WNFCfootball.com. Um, uh, Rashida, you've been on there uh, a long time time for the whole week for the whole season and like i said you got a lot of fans if you didn't know it you have fans rashida young just so you know um and they're expecting a great game in atlanta so we're we're looking and giddy and excited to see you perform on the field i'll be there <laughs> all right we're i think we all are to order, we're gonna have to order 19 jerseys to, to hyper more up where do i send the 19 jerseys to <laughs> she said, "What do you send them to?" <laughs> we're gonna have to send them to all these she's fans so that are humble. for me to interview. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, she's yeah, humble. I know. <laughs> Just a baller. Yeah, right? <laughs> I speak. Let my talent speak for me on the field. That's why I speak it on the field. All right, nineteen on fire this weekend. So don't forget to watch her via network including the rest of the Alabama fire. Uh, so, Blair, a pleasure to talk to you, an honor to talk to you. And, uh, Thank you so much. Looking forward Thank to the so offensive line to kick some butt and keep it going. And so the expectation, Alabama will move on and face either Texas Elite uh, or the Mississippi Lady Panthers, or we'll see the outcome. We can see a surprise. But at this point, everything's pointing to a, a W for you guys. And what a moment to move on to a deeper stage in the playoffs and uh, after a great season you guys have had in 2022. So, uh, Blair, uh, like I said, thank you for making the time. Really appreciate it. And thanks to Tony Fuller to make it all Mm -hmm. happen for for you guys to be here today. Thank you. Shout out to Fuller. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Fuller. Shout out to Coach. All right. uh, So, you you guys, any, uh, any last messages to the Alabama Fire fans before I let you go? Let's go with Get Blair. Get ready to see it. Get ready to see it. Tune in. Mary, what's your last message to these Fire fans? Um, be ready for a good game. We're ready. All right. Kelly, I know you're running the ball and you're right behind uh, Blair. So what are these fans going to be watching? You right behind Blair? Uh, just, just look for number seven all over the field. <laughs> All right, Rashida, I got my water up. in my system. What, what, I've been, dr- I've been drinking the, my water uh, all fire week. Fans this weekend. You said, "Well, I'm going to tell the fire fans this weekend." Yeah, this weekend they're what? What does 19 have for the fans and the fire fans this weekend? It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. Ooh, I like this. It's gonna That's be hot. hot. 
Hashtag hot right there. Put it on there on the IG. Hashtag hot. All right. I'm really looking forward to you guys' matchup uh, on Vire Network and on WNFC TV. So uh, thanks for making the time, you guys. Really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to this great matchup against Kansas City. And uh, hopefully we will see the fire advance one more round as we go to the goal for the nine cup. All right. All right. All right, guys, that was the Alabama Fire, and they are ready to rock and roll into Atlanta to take on the Kansas City Glory and Maddie Roses and Taylor Hay and company. And what an, uh, an awesome uh, matchup that that's going to come up this weekend uh, in Atlanta for the Atlantic Conference Finals. Uh, the other matchup we talked about was Regina Jackson, and she will be taking on Texas Elite Spartans. What an amazing uh matchup in Atlanta. Two uh, great clashes in terms of the Atlantic Conference. These are the top four teams in the Atlantic Conference. It is a uh, matchup of, of offensive capabilities on both in both squads, and all four teams have that capability. Uh, Kansas City comes in as probably the underdog, if anything, um, versus everybody else. But, you know, they, are, they have some talented players that have been in the playoffs before. They have a good uh, good running back that's been in, in division championships in the uh, WFA as well, and Taylor Hay. So uh, Manny Roses and company really, really up for the battle against uh, Blair Clark, uh, Mary Woodward, and uh, Kelly Smith, and, of course, the talented Rashida Young. What an amazing talent that she is. So 19 will be going up against the Kansas City Glory. So if you guys haven't uh, dived into our Twitter feed, uh, we have a new Twitter feed. Check it out. Go follow us on Twitter at GRDIronBeauty and get the link right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. You can also go to Twitter and just uh, follow at Coach as well. And so we're going to be breaking down everything on Twitter, the highlights, everything that's WNFC football, WFA football, and get the lowdown, everything that's happening this weekend in Atlanta and Salt Lake City. Uh, we're going to be bringing in, in a couple minutes here, we are going to be bringing in the Las Vegas Silver Stars, and in about 30 minutes, we are going to dive into La Muerte de las Cruces uh, as well and break down the whole WNFC weekend here because it's going to be an exciting time. And if you haven't uh, gotten a chance to watch the WNFC all season, you can go to viresports.com or virenetwork.com. Go click on WNFC and get to watch all the games from week one up to week eight. And, of course, you're going to get to watch the conference finals this coming weekend so as well. So if you don't know what's going on in the sport, you go to facebook.com for Grand Beauties at the hub, and that's where you want to be. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as well. Uh, thank you for to Canada. In Canada, this, uh, this week on Chartable, we are the uh, top 170th podcast uh, in Canada. So thank you, Canada, for bumping us up to 171 ranked podcasts in Canada, Chartable, and that's all across all metrics, full iHeart and Spotify, so really, really awesome. Also uh, top 200 in Europe, and uh, we're trending upwards in the U.S. because it's a lot harder to penetrate in the football category and the sub-football category, but overall, we are trending higher in that regard, so really, really awesome uh, to see that as well. So uh, you're going to get to watch everything that's happening this weekend at wirenetwork.com and WNFC Football. Dot com. So we're going to bring in uh, 
Coach Dion Lee in a couple minutes here, as well as we're going to bring in uh, Kerry Walters as well. Uh, and then at the 30-minute mark, we are going to be diving into the La Muerte de las Cruces as well in, in the WNFC clashes for the conference finals. So really, really excited to have that happening as well. So let's uh, dive into um, the international scene of the Maple League season. And uh, Division One was in week four, La, the Loya Linuses, uh, 30 to zero against Wolverine Blue. We took a hit right there. Uh, and it is uh, Linuses. Uh, shout out to our Nojo football athlete, Ellie Mazzola in Finland, as she uh, and her squad take down the Wolverines Blue. So they're 1 0 on the season. Uh, the Crocodiles were 57 to 7. What a great outing for them uh, against the Jaguars. Jaguars are 0 4 since the beginning of the season. They have obviously been suffering all season. Uh, Crocodiles improved to 1 2 in week 4. Uh, shout out to the Northern Lights, who have, are contained and remain undefeated 27 to 7. You can get all the breakdown, all the highlights, everything that's happening in Finland, plus the uh, recaps of the games right there at the hub. Uh, thank you to our network partners in Finland for giving us all the lowdown. You can get, if you're in Europe, you can get the games on Road 2 Plus, Road 2 Plus, R-U-U-T-U Plus. And you can watch all the Maple League games plus Division One games, courtesy of SAJL uh, Football. So watch it right there. Tampere Saints uh, lose 27-7. to They fall to 2-1-1. and Week 5 in, on 7-18, the Eagle Linuses. Uh, uh, Eagles versus Linus this, this weekend. You got the Roosters taking on Wolverines, trying to get a rebound win by uh, Wolverines Blue here. Uh, and then you're also going to get Wassa Royals taking on Northern Lights, big test for them. The Saints taking on the Crocodiles, uh, and that will be in Division One. Uh, in in Maple League, in the top league, and like I said, you can watch it on Rodu Plus, R U U T U T U Plus. Uh, it's going to be week week two for results with the Bouncers. Improved the 2-0, 38 to 16 against the Wolverines, who fall the 2-0 and 2. Um, that's not a good sign for them as the champs continue to struggle in the early season in the Maple League. And then uh, undefeated uh, is the Bouncers, 0 and 2. The West Coast Phoenix lose 27 to 0 to the Turku Trojans. Turku looking very impressive for the first two weeks here, and they are just uh, an offensive machine, 2 and 0. Get the lowdown, get the breakdown, get the recaps right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Uh, in week three, and it's going to be the Helsinki Wolverines taking on the West Coast Phoenix. It is a battle of two winless teams, and the champs looking for their first win of the season. Hopefully they will get that victory. West Coast Phoenix also looking for their first uh, victory of the season. So it's a battle of two winless teams. Uh, coming up here on the 18th in terms of the Maple Leaf scene as well. So we're uh, going to be bringing in into the uh, huddle here. We're going to be bringing in the talented uh, coach of the Las Vegas Silver Stars, Dion Lee. And we're also going to be talking to the Carrie Walters as well uh, on the experience uh, in terms of what they're going to face against the San Diego Rebellion as well. So let's go into the uh, Michael Monkey Knife Fight Huddle here. We'll do the promo here, and we'll see if we can get the uh, uh, Coach Dion Lee and Kerry Walters coming into the the huddle. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight Daily Fantasy Sports for the rest of us. 
Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys. And if you guys want to go to Monkey Knife Fight right now, monkeyknifefight.com, use the code NJF. You get a $5 free play. You guys can get started right there. You can play uh, NBA Finals. You can play Major League Baseball. You can play PGA, UFC, MMA. There's a lot of matchups there. More or less is what I normally play. So it's a matter of just diving in, taking care of, you know, what you want. And if you put in like a $5 play, you can win up to $15. You can put in a $100 play, you can win three times your money, which is about $300. So check it out right there. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight, use the code NJF, and you get started today. We're going to be kind of waiting on Coach Dion Lee and Kerry Walters. They were at practice, so they're going to try to make some time for us right now, about 15 minutes time for them and see if they're going to be able to come in uh, and kind of talk Las Vegas Silver Stars uh, football as they're going to be taking on the San Diego Rebellion this coming weekend. On the uh, Pacific side, it is the Utah Falcons taking on the Las Cruces, La Muerte de Las Cruces. They're going to be taking on uh, Billy Avalos and Tori Tagaloa and company, and it's kind of a rematch for them. The first matchup that they had was a 46-0 loss in – uh, in the uh, regular season, and that's uh, something that they obviously want to correct and maybe put up some points instead of having a donut. But it is a big challenge for them against the Utah Falcons. Uh, San Diego on the other side against Las Vegas. San Diego's coming in with an impressive season so far uh, from week one all the way to week eight. They are they, they had a really good run. Neji Martin and company, they have done a tremendous job of rebounding this season and making a name for themselves, they are uh, one step closer to the nine-cup goal that they set in season, and it is going to be an interesting battle against Las Vegas, two teams well-known. Uh, Coach Dion Lee knows, obviously, what, what Nenji Martin can do and uh, Katie Ott and everybody else in San Diego. And, uh, of course, Nenji Martin, they know what Las Vegas is all about with Kerry Walters and company. So it's a really great matchup for uh, on the Pacific side in terms of what's going to happen uh, in terms of who's going to move on to face uh, the winner in terms of who gets to the nine cup in Texas. Uh, anticipation's high for, obviously, Utah. Utah's really uh, been a great uh, team all season. Gina Magana has been an impressive um, out, uh, athlete for them. Uh, you got uh, quarterback Luis Bean, always uh, very, very good on that point. And then you also have, you know, on defense, the pickup of our own co-host Holly Custis on the defensive side with the cast of characters that they have there. So uh, it's going to be a big test for La Muerte to try to make a game for them, but they're willing and able and ready to go. And I'm pretty sure Coach Billy Avalos is already studying and doing his thing and making sure that they're ready to go and taking advantage of what they can uh, take care of business. So it's a matter of who's going to, who's going to upset uh, in, in the Pacific. And I'm looking uh, anticipation with me and Mark talking about it, it was a, uh, you know we were we're thinking it's going to be a tough battle for uh, San Diego, probably one of the biggest tests for them this season, and it is a good test for Las Vegas coming off that 2019 season where they did struggle and they weren't as efficient as they were here, and obviously they didn't have Coach Dion Lee as a difference maker, but it is a situation where they're going to get um, better and uh, in upset here in the Pacific Conference. In, in Salt Lake City, that would be a shocker. If uh, somehow Las Vegas takes down the rebellion, it would be a shocker of shockers. 
uh, to a huge turnaround season from year one to year two for the Las Vegas Silver Stars. So it's, uh, in perspective, that would mean that uh, they have completely revamped their program and it's become a great program for them. And Dion Lee has a history with Las Vegas football, of course, with the Showgirls a long time in the IWFL. And so um, we'll see how they match up against the San Diego Rebellion. So we're looking, uh, we're looking and waiting to see if Coach Dion Lee is going to be coming in here in a couple minutes here uh, with Kerry Walters as well. Um, we'll dive into them as they come in, and then we're going to dive into hopefully Billy Avalos and uh, Tori Tagaloa as well and as they go up against the Utah Falcons. Um, if you guys haven't followed us on our uh, at the hub at facebook.com forward slash ground beauties. Go get the lowdown right there. We did make an announcement this uh, today. Uh, we are going to be on globalwomensportsradio.com. We're kind of partnered with them. Uh, it's a pretty good platform. They have over 20K followers. Uh, they cover everything from WNBA to uh, everything women's sports internationally as well as all the uh, basketball leagues internationally as well. And so it's a great moment for us to partner with uh, another uh, entity that obviously covers exclusively women's sports, and we are the resource of resources for them in terms of what we do here week to week to cover the best athletes that play women's tackle football on the planet. And so uh, it's an honor for us to be part of them. So check them out. Go to globalwomensports.com, globalwomensports.com, and you can check it out right there uh, and uh, take advantage of all the WNBA content plus everything that they do to cover all the sports, softball, college, uh, as well for all women's sports. So really great platform. So check it out at womensglobalsportsradio.com. All right. I'm assuming they're coming on in a couple minutes here. So uh, I have not seen a – let's see here. We will see what we have. So we will see if they're coming on here right now. And let's see what we have here. Um, let me see if I can get Dion Lee on the line because uh, he said he was going to make some time, but you know what, how, how it goes for this weekend. It's a tough weekend, and so we'll see if uh, he's able to kind of come on here for a couple minutes at this point. And uh, we're going to try to get Billy Avalos and Tori Tagaloa as, hell, uh, as well onto the podcast here for the show. And a lot of, all of them are getting ready for this big weekend clash, of course, just like the Mississippi Lady Panthers are and the Alabama Fire are preparing for their matchups on, in Atlanta. So uh, see if I can get him in here. It'd be one second. Um, just going to just call it in and see if he's on there as well. Let's see here. And it'll just be a couple minutes. All right, here we go. And I'm going to try to see if I can get a hold of him right now. I'm pretty sure he's probably occupied. If not, he doesn't have his phone. Obviously, he's doing practice, so it's kind of hard to figure that out. So I really appreciate the um, the Lady Panthers coming in here, Regina uh, Reg- Regina Jackson, a uh, very talented athlete. And also uh, I'd like to thank uh, all the Alabama Fire players that come in here, Rashida Young, Kelly Smith, and uh, Mary Woodward and Blair Clark for their insights. And they get ready for Kansas City. They're, it's going to be a great matchup for them. Uh, I think it's probably one of the, one of the matchups that everybody's going to be anticipating to watch uh, besides uh, Texas Elite against uh, – Mississippi Lady Panthers, but it's a great clash. What a story for the fire all season. Uh, a little bit of towards the late season, but uh, this is a new season, so they they know this is uh, two two steps closer to the nine cup. So 
so that makes a big difference for everybody, and this is a brand-new start, and it's going to be uh, awesome to watch them kind of perform on the big stage. And, uh, you know, even though number 19 doesn't believe it, she does have fans, so I'm pretty sure eventually she's going to figure that out and she's going to realize that there's a lot of fans that like number 19, and they're going to be wearing that shirt for a long time, long time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty impressive to, to watch there. Um, so got made the phone call figure out if he's going to show up here. Uh, so we're going to give uh, Dion Lee and Carrie Walters here a couple minutes. Uh, we are going to have uh, Billy Avalos and Tori um, Tagaloa coming in here. So maybe they will come in before the other two will come in. So let me uh, double check here and go from there. And here we are. Let's see here. And uh, let me see if they'll call in now. Okay, here we go. There we are. And so hopefully they will make the call right now. I'm still waiting on them to see if they're going to come in. Uh, if they do come in before that, then uh, we'll plug in Coach Dion Lee and, uh, and Carrie Walters as well. And uh, we will also, you know, kind of dissect to both both matchups as we head into the last 30 minutes of the podcast here. So we'll we'll see if they start to come in here onto the podcast. So apologize for the delay. Uh, I know we get different time zones, so it's kind of crazy to try to make arrangements for everybody to come in here. But uh, for sure, that's the case. Um, so I'm going to see if I can get uh, Billy on here as well and uh, Tori uh, Tagaloa right now. And so let's, let's see if they're on the line here, and I believe they are. Uh, Coach Billy, are you online? Hi, Oscar. Yes, sir. Hey, Coach Billy, uh, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing very well. How are you? It's so good to be on your show again, and, and thank you so much for always, you know, showing the La Muerte de las Cruces, uh, you know, positivity and and just um, allowing us to be, you know, to share the our team information with you. Oh, no problem. Um, Tori, I, I'm pretty sure you're giddy for this weekend in Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, I'm excited. All right, I got lemonade and popcorn ready to go, so I know you guys don't, but I do. <laughs> so I'm ready to go. Fire Networks, WNFT football. Um, so, Coach, the first round with these Falcons didn't go as, as planned. Uh, you obviously know what Gina Magana is all about. You know what Rasmussen is all about. Uh, what we fans anticipate La Muerte to do this time around. Well, first of all, much respect to the Utah team and, you know, their entire staff and players. They are coached well. They play very well. It was it was a tough one for us because we got a, a big goose egg, and um, our goal is to come out strong. Um, we had a little bit of intimidation factor, and, of course, the heat was incredible. I mean, we, we thought we were used to the heat here in New Mexico, but it was uh, – it was it was impressive. It it got to us and just uh, you know seeing Utah and and hearing all the great things and they lived up to what they um, you know what they do. They do very well. I feel that this time around, one we're going to be more prepared. We're going to be uh, um, ready to go and we're going to do some things differently and we're going to come out and and. You know, like we've talked all week, you know, score, score, baby. That's what we're, you know, Tori's going to be. I think, you know, Tori is just getting better every game. And, you know, I expect nothing but, 
even more to come from Tori and her leadership on the field with, with the rest of the girls. Yeah, uh, Coach, it was one of those tests that I think, um, you know, you guys had it on the schedule going up against Texas and then you guys going up against uh, number two, uh, one of, you know, one of the two biggest tests in terms of your season. But I think it's a lot of learning in that aspect of it when you go up against some of those top-tier teams. And to your credit, you know, the team did play, play well, but just not well enough to put points on the board. So when you go up against those kind of teams, I mean, red zone opportunities are a must, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, there was some uh, there was some good passes that were really thrown well. We missed uh, a couple of those. Plus, you know, uh, it, it's it's just really maintaining the blocks and uh, football basics. And, and like I said, they play well. They play hard, and it was. It was great for us to see at the level we need to compete in. Uh, we we are very proud of what we did this year. I mean, very very proud. Just um, but we we also now playing team uh, you know the one and two team in the nation. Just how much further we can go, and we're very excited about that opportunity. Um, just being here in the playoffs is just a an honor in itself and and I you know I tell the girls they've done a great big achievement not only for for women's football but for a little community that we're part of Billy you guys have been uh somewhat of a you know the in-state team in terms of the women's you know for the WNFC so great accomplishment for you guys to arrive here also with the rankings and everything that happened uh, a lot of the uh, the schedule, the competitive schedule that you guys were assigned was really competitive. So, you know, credit to you, to your staff, and everybody else to, for staying somewhat healthy all season because there's a lot of injury factors that happen. A lot of teams did have the injury bug and a lot of other things, and that caused them to not be where you're at here. But, uh, you know, to face Utah once again, that is a, a, a big, you know, twice in a year. That's a great uh, test for your team, even if this doesn't become a, a win it is an opportunity. It's a win in itself because now, like you said, you're being tested at a higher level. Oh, absolutely. And, and I can tell you that that injury bug, you know, we do have a little bit of adversity coming into this game. Uh, we did lose our um, starting uh, defensive tackle, Kayla uh, Casanova. And she, we found out today, unfortunately, she has an ACL tear. So she's not going to be able to play. And she was a big factor in our defensive line. Uh, but we have uh, we have actually two um, really reliable and strong women that are going to go and uh, play defensive for us in, in um, Tanale Tagaloa as well as uh, Sarah Sapuentes. We feel that those two will definitely help us out in achieving, you know, improvement compared to the first meeting with Utah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, I think the the atmosphere is really helpful for your team, and then also at the same time, just uh, looking at another team with the higher echelons in terms of visibility. And Utah, you know, uh, Coach Billy, you've you've probably watched film on them to exhaustion. But uh, Rasmussen and company, they pretty much are a machine in itself. Once they get going on a certain uh, advantage, once they get an advantage, they just start to trek on that and trek it on until you can stop it. It's just basically repetitive. Oh, absolutely. Man, I, I mean, Oscar, I'll tell you what, 
there was times I really thought our defensive end had Louise Bean stopped and to go and see them continue to run. It, it, it is a machine and it's impressive to watch and to watch it in person firsthand. It's uh that was, that was, you just are in awe at just how effective and efficient they are. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's been a, a great, uh, a great time to watch them play all season, especially with Gina Magana and her capabilities as well. Uh, Tori, uh, what, what of anything different you will do differently against that, uh, that Utah defense? Well, I think just relax a little bit. You know, going into that game, this is my first year, so I didn't really know, not, you know, discredit Denver or L.A., but we, you know, we don't want to say handled them easily, but it, they were definitely different different types of games. So going into Utah, I think it was a bit of a, you know, punch in the mouth to see just how disciplined, you know, their defensive front was. And um, we just have to maybe control the ball a little bit better, control the tempo, and do what we do. I think we – we let them control us up front, and then we started playing their game. So, you know, going up against them and then going against Dallas is two really big tests to just do what we do. You know, we didn't get the outcome we wanted, but I think we learned a lot about ourselves. So going into it, I think we've found found our rhythm a little bit with our offense, and, you know, people have stepped into their roles a little bit better um, in each position, and I think we have a much better game plan going into it this time. I really think there was a big test for you guys as well. Um, it's just a matter – with them, it's it's more like you cannot leave points on the board. And it's really what it – you know, against Texas and Utah, it really boils down to that. It's like when you get that opportunity, you have to convert. Otherwise, it, you get behind and you get behind, and they're just it just doesn't become any better. So uh, I really think that's the focus for you guys going in there as you get into a red zone mentality. So uh, are you, like, confident that, you know, once you get to that red zone – like you said, your teammates have to realize that, that they got to execute. They cannot leave points on the board. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different, you know, capable players that are doing a lot of different things. You know, Reggie, she's amazing. She doesn't get enough credit for the runner she is. You know, she's little, but she packs a wicked punch. And then, you know, Sarah up the middle, is I, I, anybody that wants to stand in front of her and take a hit, I'm more than willing, but she's, she's a handful. You know, Nikki, um, she stepped in as – a running back in our last game against Phoenix and really showed out. And then you obviously have Slim that does a lot. So it's it's kind of we have to be able to execute no matter who it is. And I think for us we've learned that the best defense going against Utah is to keep our offense on the field and to control the ball. So if we can take, you know, eight to nine minutes to make a drive, well, we're keeping their offense off the field in that time. So that's really got to be our focus is to control the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the key for it as well. I mean, run game, balance, balance attack, that's going to be the key. Um, Coach, defensively, uh, are you doing anything different this time against Bean and Magana? Uh, we are going to show a little different up, up in the front. Uh, we are going to – one thing that I really stressed is, is assignment football. We really need to go and trust in each other and, and do our assignments. If we do the assignments – we have a, a good opportunity at, at stopping. Once we start ad-libbing, it, it doesn't work, especially with this efficient of an offense that we're facing. So, uh, you know, really stress to the girls. We're changing things up, uh, but we are definitely going and, and doing assignment footballs, doing our jobs, and and just really working at what we're supposed to do. And hopefully this uh, – 
that'll go and improve our, um, you know, help at least the offense get on the field more because Tory's absolutely right. The best um, defense is for our offense to stay on the field. Yeah, including with this bunch. I mean, if you can keep their offense off the field, the limiting of of the scoring becomes more of an advantage for you guys. Um, The atmosphere, Tori, the heat, uh, is this something you guys are going to kind of reset yourselves up for this time around? I'm sorry. That was to me. My phone cut out. I didn't hear the question. I apologize. No, that's fine. I was saying the, 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 you know, the temperature, the heat was uh, the first factor. Are you guys kind of adjusted to that now at this point? Are you guys taking into into account that? Yeah, I mean, we're good. So we played in the super dry heat in Utah and then turned around and went to Dallas and played in the most humidity I think I've ever experienced. It was crazy. So at this point, I don't think weather will really be one way or the other. You know, Phoenix was hot. It's It's a late game instead of the afternoon game. So I think – at this point, we just got to go in and play, regardless of whatever the temperature is. All right. Uh, Coach Billy, any last words for La Muerte de las Cruces fans in terms of, you know, what they're going to get to see against Utah? You're going to see a definite improvement in your team. Um, we're going to come out uh, more prepared, um, ready to go and and, and just uh, – be more efficient, running the ball, throwing the ball, as well as defense, stopping it. Like we got playmakers, you're going to see a lot of playmaking from uh, Frenchie and and um, Nikki and just everybody up front of Tonale. I'm really excited about, even though we lost Kayla, I, I'm excited about the girls that are stepping up to go and, and give us this opportunity. So the Muerta fans, you know, expect a good game and a much improved game out of us. And we can't thank them enough, fan-wise, to support us as much as you do. Uh, La Raza de México, muchas gracias para mirando a nosotros en la televisión. Estamos muy amorados con ustedes. Muchas gracias. Tori, what do you tell the uh, La Marta fans this weekend as you go up against uh, Utah? And we got nothing to lose, and we've fought all year, so now would be a good time to get on a roll and win three more. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, number nine, ready to roll on the red zone. This is great. Uh, Billy and Tori, thank you for taking time off your uh, practice busy schedule as you guys are getting ready for the trip to Salt Lake City. And uh, we are uh, just giddy and ready to watch you on Vire Network and WNFCFootball.com. So uh, thanks for making the time, Tori. I know it's busy. And, uh, Coach Billy, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thank course, you, Oscar. We, we thank you for everything you do for women's football and all women's sports. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Tori, stay upright, and uh, let's get the W. Let's go get that W. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, have a good, uh, good night, guys. Looking forward to the matchup. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. All right, guys, La Muerte de las Cruces, ready to take on Utah Falcons and our co-host, Holly Custis, Gina Magana, and former co-host as well, Luis Bain. So uh, it's going to be an exciting matchup right there in Salt Lake City. And from one exciting matchup to the next, let's bring in the talented and always informative and Mr. Crafty at the playbook, and that's going to be Coach Dion Lee of the Las Vegas Silver Stars. Coach Lee, how's it going? Thanks for making the time today. Woo! 
is hot here in Vegas. 116. I'm melting like a milk duck. My God. 116. I was over in uh, in Los Banos in the Fresno area, and it was 109 last week. So I know it's got to be worse there. Yeah, it's, yeah, we've been putting the girls through it. So, you know, it's going to be, what, a cool 96 degrees at 3 o'clock in Utah in comparison to 116. So that's a 20-degree temperature difference. Coach Lee, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, podcasting, promoting, flag football. Uh, when they said Coach Dion Lee is taking, taking an, an, an ownership and going into the Las Vegas Silver Stars, we all, all of us in media said, oh, wow, this is going to be an improved team. Uh, what an improvement, Coach Lee. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's been a good group of girls out there, women, uh, blank canvas, a lot of rookies with a lot of talent, and uh, they've been drinking the Kool-Aid, you know. I've always preached, you know, just learn what we what we need to learn, and then I'll let you get out there and play. And uh, it's been evident in our progress as far as the Silver Stars are concerned. <clears throat> Coach Lee, uh, you're going up against Nenji Martin, no stranger. Uh, going up against Kitty no, Ott. Going up against these, these uh, rebellions, and you're no stranger to – what's on the Rebellion roster. Um, that, what a season for them, Coach Lee. Yeah, definitely. Uh, San Diego's always been a tough team, a, a, a tough squad, a tough area. Um, since I've been coaching women's football, uh, you know, it's been hard to beat the San Diego teams. And uh, with this team that we have here, we felt that we were in the last game. Uh, we gave up two big plays on special teams. One a minute before the, uh, before halftime, where they returned the ball 50 yards, and the next play they scored uh, to make it 14 to six, and then the opening kickoff in the third quarter. So that was the, the swing of the game, or it still would have been seven six going into the fourth quarter. So we feel that we can we 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 got a good group. Coach Lee, you have a opportunity here. Somewhat of an upset because they've run the table all season, undefeated finished season. Um, it is one of the mm-hmm. top teams in the Pacific. Uh, you guys have coming, uh, you know, the squad's coming from the 2019 season where it wasn't as successful, but uh, you guys have obviously turned that around. This is this would be a huge win for your squad in general, but uh, a big letdown for mm-hmm. them if they lose it. Well, that's why we play the game, you know what I'm saying? It's, I think it's a letdown for either team because we're both going into the game thinking that we can win. Uh, it's a matter of who's going to execute, who's going to tackle, and uh, who's going to make big plays. Now, do you credit anything different this, this season besides your uh, inputs and everything else, or is it just the fact that it was more of a structured setup for the Las Vegas Silver Stars versus the inaugural season? Uh, I, I want to say the inaugural se- season was, you know, Kerry Walters and Chris Ocasio did a great job of, gathering uh, young ladies to play. Um, they just didn't have the confidence in their coaching ability to get what they need to get done. They realized that being a coach and player and owner is real hard uh, because you got to judge, you know, what's best for the team. So when they called me back in December, uh, I went out to a couple of practices. I said, I'm not going to make a promise, but let me see what you got. I saw a lot of potential once I got on the field. It's hard for me not to coach. Even in the 2019 season, I was on the sidelines for two of the home games as a guest coach, 
and wind up calling plays both games um, and never practice with them. So they still run the same things that I, I, I taught them since 2006. It's just that having confidence and making the right call at the right time. So that's what we've done this year. Coach Lee, you've done uh, been successful everywhere you've gone, even in the LFL with the sin. Uh, this is somewhat yeah. of a success as well. So I got to give you credit for you know coming into this this year and really elevating this team's uh, image, presence, and making them a top squad in the WNFC. Yeah, you know, you know, I started women's football here in Las Vegas in 2006. And we had a great tradition up until 2015. So we did 10 seasons, and the women still wanted to play. Um, and it's, it's about, you know, the passion. It's about learning, and it's about coaching. And uh, the young ladies that I do have are wide open. They're blank canvases, and they're willing and want to learn. So I think that's been the biggest difference uh, with the Silver Stars. And I think they got so much more to showcase uh, coming up this playoff weekend. I think it's going to be a great a great clash and a great uh, matchup, especially against uh, Nenji Martin and company. Um, Dion, me and you have gone way back a long time. Uh, this WNFC, a uh, little bit different, still in its infancy mm-hmm. here. I mean, you've seen everything. You've seen WFA in the old days. You've seen every other league come here. You feel like this is going to be a, a, a successful, successful type of adventure? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this is a, a great playoff structure, too, with, uh, you know, with the teams coming in on Thursday. Um, if it was up to me, I would have loved to see maybe a Wednesday, Saturday. You know, it's hard to play a game on Thursday night, one day off, and then you plan for the championship, you know, to go to the championship, you know. So all four teams are going to have to adjust their their practice schedule and prepare for the win for the second game as well. It's more of an international feel, like the, the IFAB, um, where you got the three get the three three day game set up. It's actually somewhat mm-hmm. of a gladiator type mentality, right? Like who's going to be more prepared after that one that one clash? Move on to the next clash. So it's it's kind of grueling in that mm-hmm. sense too, with all the heat and everything. Yeah, and like I said, when we played the Rebellion, I mean that was a battle. I mean, you're talking about some hitting, you know, injuries occur. We don't wish upon injuries, but when you got two teams battling and who want to win, and as physical as both of the teams were, you know, it's definitely advantage to the to the other game. Not to say they're not physical, but I know that the Rebellion and, and Silver Stars were hitting our last game. And, you know, that's a two- or three-day recovery, um, you know, but that's just something we have to prepare for. So, if we win, when we win, you know, getting into that ice bucket, uh, the cooler, getting that body ready on Friday, and then getting ready for Saturday's game. It's going to be crucial. Uh, Coach, uh, offensively, uh, your QB, pretty pretty uh, consistent all year. Your running game is pretty consistent. So are we changing anything up this time around, or are we keeping pretty much with the same game plan against San Diego? Uh-huh. Well, we, we, we do what we do. You know, I tell people I don't care if people know what play you're running. They still got to stop it, you know. Uh, do we have a couple of wrinkles? Yeah, we have a couple of wrinkles that we're going to put in, both offensively, defense, uh, defensively. Uh, you know, because, again, we just played them two weeks ago. So it's fresh in our mind, 
you know, the type of game that we played and, you know, and what we got to do. But we don't, we're not going to just change up because it's a new, another game. You know, we stick to our basics. We are a 50-50 team. When I say 50-50, we pass 50% of the time. We run 50% of the time. We try to stay balanced. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be balanced. We're going to be aggressive. And hopefully we come out with the victory. And it's going to be crucial uh, red zone, red zone, uh, you know, getting into that red zone and converting. It's going to be crucial this weekend for everybody. I'm talking about both sides in the Atlantic and the Pacific. And if you don't, you know, convert in the red zone, you are literally at this point causing yourself somewhat of more of a detriment to lose. So it's a crucial state for both teams, I think, in the red zone. Yeah, in the last game, you know, our quarterback, who has who's done well all season through no interceptions, winds up throwing three interceptions in the red zone. You know, we feel that we left 21 points on the field mm-hmm. um, yep. from full drive and everything else. If, if you watch the game, uh, it wasn't dominating on either side of the field. We all had our, our jabs, had our good plays, but uh, mistakes. You know, when you have three turnovers in the red zone, got to kill you. You know, and that's what it did. We wind up losing uh, 28-6. They got a score with, what, less than 50 seconds to go in the game. They wind up scoring. So, you know, again, it was a very close, tight match. Uh, We feel physically that we are capable uh, of containing and doing the things and uh, not to give away any of the secrets, but, you know, they're a good team, and we know that. I really think it's going to be a great clash. Um, guests can watch it on Vire Network. You can also watch it on the WNFCFootball.com. Um, Coach, have you watched any of those games on your, your weeks off? Uh, pretty impressive broadcasting. I mean, all the way around, somewhat like a red zone in a way. But uh, I think it's, more, it's been a great uh, – for fans and for us, it's great to watch, you know, weekly football. Yeah, I mean, that's been one of my biggest cries since 2006 is that it has to be other people being able to watch the game. And, of course, in 2006, we weren't into streaming. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was doing high-quality broadcasts with my prior team that we called Tuesday Night Football, where we actually filmed the game on Saturday, and we, we broadcasted here locally on cable. Um, you know, but everybody is not set up for that. But as technology has, has expanded and got less less – Cost less money to utilize it. Uh, I think the WNFC has done a great job in putting out games um, and getting people to be able to watch them. So Viral Network is is definitely off the hook. I love it. All right. So Coach uh, Dion, thank you for making the time. I know you're busy and trying to get ready for Utah and uh, and the in Salt Lake City at this point. But uh, San Diego taking on Las Vegas Silver Stars, somewhat of a rematch from the uh, in season matchup. So. Uh, this is going to be a great class to watch, hard-hitting football. Um, we'll see who moves on to the next round on, in that sense. But uh, what a season for you guys, really, uh, your squad, yourself, the roster, Carrie and Chris. It's been a great turnaround for the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Civil Trust. So uh, we are looking for, I guess, as, I, as you would say, we're looking for the win. we got to get the win. Yes, sir. I mean, that's why we play the game, to win, right? So we're going out there with our best game plan. And and like I said, we're looking to win the game. Uh, again, score didn't dictate how the game really went. And if you watch film, 
it was a lot closer than 28 to 6. Not say that was a blowout, but again, in any game, you take away two or three plays, and it's a different outcome. And uh, we, we we plan on having a different outcome than than three weeks ago. All right, Coach Dion, thank you for making the time. I know you're uh, busy, busy always, and up in the go. And uh, really appreciate you coming on. And looking forward to this matchup, San Diego, Las Vegas, Silver Star. Uh, also, the weekend it's going to be uh, Utah Falcons taking on La Muerte uh, de las Cruces. So really great weekend in Salt Lake City as well. And then Atlanta, we got Mississippi Lady Panthers taking on the U- uh, Texas Elite Spartans, the Alabama Fire taking on the Kansas City Glory. So what a weekend in the WNFC, uh, Coach Dion. Uh, just for us, it's giddy. Watch all all weekend. It's going to be some great games, and I'm looking forward to being a part of this this uh, playoff weekend. And like I said, hopefully uh, on Sunday we raise in the Western Championship trophy and head into Texas. That's our that's the everybody's wish and the goal. So thank you very much. Uh, stay cool. <laughs> Hunter, that's a that's hot out there. Stay cool, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to this weekend's results in the WNFC. All right, Oscar, keep doing a good job, man, and thank you very much for having me on. Thank you, Coach. Really appreciate it. Stay safe, okay? All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was uh, Coach Dion Lee, legendary Coach Dion Lee of the Las Vegas Silver Stars. What a clash as they're going up against the San Diego Rebellion this weekend, a rematch of the in-season game, as you just mentioned right now. Could have been a closer game without those three interceptions in the red zone. Uh, we could be watching a, a you know a dog fight in terms of San Diego Las Vegas. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup there. We got Utah La Muerte. We'll see what La Muerte can bring this time around against uh, the Utah Falcons. Uh, we just talked to Regina Jackson at the beginning of the hour. Lady Panthers getting prepared and ready for what is the champion nine cup champions, the Texas Elite Spartans. And then you also we also talked to the Alabama Fire, Mary Woodward and. Uh, Kelly Smith, uh, as well as Rashida, Jackson, uh, Rashida Young and Blair Clark, as they are Kansas City glory. So what a, a weekend of the WNFC action. So don't forget to go to the hub at Facebook.com. We'll have all the updates, everything, all the links to watch on Vire Network as well, and also on the w, uh, WNFCfootball.com site. Uh, so pretty, pretty awesome weekend as the road to the Nine Cup will go through Atlanta on the Atlantic Conference and Salt Lake City on the Pacific Conference. So stay tuned for awesome action this weekend, July 15th through the 17th. Uh, on the 15th, we will know what will go down in terms of who is going to go to Texas on the 17th and who will, who will advance into the playoffs. What, a, what an incredible weekend is happening. And then next weekend, episode 382, we are going to break down everything Women's Football Alliance finals, all three divisions, as the road to Canton in the WFA. So stay up to date, WFAProFootball.com, Women's Football Alliance on Facebook, at WFA Football on IG and Twitter for the latest information there. Or you can go to the hub at Facebook.com for such Gridiron Beauties. What an amazing weekend of two top leagues in the United States. We also have some action overseas in the WWCFL, as you get to see that right there, Regina Riot taking on the Saskatoon Valkyries. Uh, if you didn't, and then there's going to be this next weekend as well. It's a three-game match that they set up uh, in terms of the WWCFL to have a season there in that one province. So it's going to be awesome as well uh, as we get another weekend there up to the 24th. So we'll keep tabs on them as well. Uh, Monterey Elite League 
Uh, week five, we'll get the results up in there, and then we'll get the semifinals coming up as well. Uh, Maple League, we just went through it earlier, uh, Division One and the top league in Maple League, so we'll cover that as well. BAFA women will start and kick off in a couple weeks here. We're also going to dive into the uh, Gridiron Australia scene in Queensland as well. So a lot of football coming up here beyond the WFA, WNFC. So uh, stay with us every Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. It is on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, as well as right here on Block Talk Radio. So I want to thank our, all our guests that came in today for the big 381. Uh, Regina Jackson of the Mississippi Lady Panthers, uh, Blair Clark of the Alabama Fire, Mary Werder of the Alabama Fire, Rashida Young and Kelly Smith of the Alabama Fire, uh, Coach Dion Lee of the Las Vegas Silver Stars, uh, Coach Billy Avalos and quarterback Tori Tagaloa of the Las Cruces um, team, uh, La Muerte. And so what, a, uh, what an event that's going to happen this weekend. And we are uh, covering it everything, wall-to-wall, and we'll be on top of it at Gridiron Beauties on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Don't forget to go to monkey95.com, support our podcast, use code NJF, get a free $5 play. You can play more or less. That's what we play. Check it out. You can do NBA Finals this weekend, PGA this weekend. Uh, there was UFC last weekend. Put in a $5 play. You can win up to $15. Uh, put in $100. You can win up to $300. So easy, quick games that you can win pretty good money as well. Uh, if, if you are inclined, go to our No Joke Football Shop. It's right there at the tab at Gridiron Beauties at the Hub. Or you can go to Zazzle.com for slash Gridiron Beauties. You can go to at No Joke Football on IG. You can also follow us at no, at no Joke Football on Facebook as well. So use the daily codes. You can save up to 20% off. All our T-shirts are basically under 20 bucks, so you can get a great T-shirt, support the cause, and bring awareness to women's American football. Go to Zazzle.com for slash Gridiron Beauties. All right, guys, I, I don't know what to, what to say, but uh, thanks for Mark Simone to come in here giving us the breakdown of the WFA weekend, the conference finals. And if you want to watch all the games again, go right there to the hub. You get the links off uh, YouTube for the Derby game uh, as uh, Arizona Outcast, uh, Boston Renegades for the Facebook Lives, and as well as the For the Fans, two matchups, Nevada against uh, Houston, Minnesota against um, Cali War. So uh, for the absent, Holly Custis, Mackenzie Brooks, Nate Ward, and, of course, Mark Simone will see you here for 382 uh, on the Gridiron Blitz. Have a great night, everybody. Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50.